0: to the Chicago Tomahawk. Uh, I'm Mike, Uh, Matt is not with me, he's on vacation. And we're coming off of the all-star break and I want to talk about, you know, a few things uh, and what we can expect from the team. It's February, you know, end of the season's in two months. Um, Obviously, it's been a very rough season for a lot of people. So what do we have to look forward to? So I'm going to look at some of these, um, I'm going to talk about some of these players and what I believe um, is going on with them. And and maybe, uh, you know, guys who might stick around, uh, guys who have kind of surprised me a little bit. And um so let's get started. But before I do that, I want to thank everyone out there for listening. We're very, very appreciative for for all of the listens and all of the support that we get. Uh, thank you for you know getting uh, you know messaging us on Twitter. We love talking with you guys. And uh, here we go. So Jonathan Taves has a non-COVID related illness right now. He's out. Uh, I really hope that um, this isn't something bigger than. Um, than what it could be. Uh, He was held out of practice on Sunday. And typically speaking, you know, with Taser, um, it could be um, a problem if... You know, when he's out, because, you know, he's had some some health issues in the past. It makes you wonder, um, hopefully, that, you know, that he's doing okay. He's got some interest from uh, Colorado. Uh, not sure how that is going to play out, uh, especially with his health. But I uh, hope that he gets better. And, and you know, hopefully this isn't something serious. Hopefully something's not flaring back up for him. Uh, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, obviously, he has a nagging injury right now. And it's something that I've noticed as... Um, As the season has gone on, especially at the beginning of the season, because he looked like, you know, that he was, you know, pretty quick. And then one day I noticed him, he was going for a puck and he just did not have his jump the way that he used to. And I don't think that it's a father time thing. Um, It kind of reminded me of Seabrook on how he was, um, you know, just a great, great player. And then out of nowhere, he was just, it just seemed like he was, had his feet in mud, like his feet were in concrete. Um, It's rumored that uh, Kaner has a nagging hip injury. He may need to have that that surgery done. I'm not sure where that puts him at or what the expectations are, especially can, people are thinking that he's gonna he's gonna leave that he's gonna get some kind of return for us and I think that he could, but if he has this nagging injury, I don't think that he's gonna be moved especially if he has to have surgery so um so let's keep an eye on that keep an eye on, on Kaner's On Keener's uh, health, especially his hip. I thought it was a knee thing, but apparently the rumor is is that it's a hip. Max Domi plays great with Kane. He loves it in Chicago. He's having a great time playing for the Blackhawks. He has mentioned that he would like to sign an extended contract here, but... Is that in the cards for what Davidson wants to do? Can Davidson get a first-round pick for him at the be you know at, at the trade deadline? Uh, is this somebody that can bring us something that we're looking for? If not, then I say keep him, sign him for another maybe another two-year deal, three-year deal, and uh, give him a little bit of a pay raise because I think that he belongs in a Blackhawks sweater. He's a good player. Uh, Kaner got hit a couple weeks ago, and uh, Domi dropped the gloves immediately and and sent a message. I like Max Domi. I I think that he's a good locker room presence too. So we'll take a look on on that front. Sam Lafferty is someone else that I think is very interesting because, you know, just looking at Sam, you might be like, okay, where does this guy fit in? Yeah, he might be a fourth, third-line banger on the Blackhawks, but on a on a on a deeper team that needs some character that needs a grinder like a guy with some energy a guy who can when he goes out onto the ice can tilt the ice in his favor um i think that sam lafferty uh, comes to mind i think that he could be a really really good addition to a team that is looking for a third line guy that can kind of turn the tides on people look for sam lafferty i hope that they don't move him i like the guy i like his game but um you know, there aren't any... Um, everyone's I, w- I want to say, is on the table considering what the Blackhawks are trying to do and rebuild this team and bring it back to glory. Seth Jones. Seth Jones is a guy who... Because of the contract that he signed with the Blackhawks, that he was given, a lot of people look at the contract and don't necessarily look at the player. the The Blackhawks are not, um, you know, are not having any cap issues, so his salary isn't a problem. He has been a reliable defenseman for uh, both teams that he has played for so far, with the Predators and the Blue Jackets, and. I think that he's a guy who is trying to grow into that leadership role with this team. This is his second season on the Blackhawks. So he's got a season under his belt. He's got another season, got a lot of new people in. And I think that he's looking to take uh, more of a leadership role with this team as time goes on. Look out for that. He already has an A on his, on his sweater. So he's already an alternate captain. Uh, But I think that, um, down the road, he could uh, possibly wear the C for this team, but uh, that's yet to be yet to be seen. Um, is Davidson looking to keep Seth Jones because you know he was one of a uh, Stans guys, and it looks like Davidson is trying to clear house and get rid of Stans guys. But Jones is a good defenseman. Um, I think if he played in a, in a in a more robust offensive team, that his offensive uh, his offense can come through more. Uh, we're relying on him more defensively. He is a good he is a good defensive defenseman, uh, but he's more of a two way guy that has a lot more ups offensive upside. So um, we would also need to get a guy who can pair with him. Typically, I would like to have a defensive guy like Jake McCabe, and I'm going to head right into McCabe right now. McCabe is probably the one guy that I'm looking for on this squad that will probably be moved, even though that I like him. Uh, McCabe is someone that has an, he plays with an edge. Um, he's got, he's a great defensive defenseman, uh, especially if he's if looking to specifically lock guys up and not being paired with the other Jones, Caleb Jones, who, um, I'll get into him later, but um, McCabe is a very good defensive defenseman. I look for him to be moved. I think he's the one guy who will probably be moved. He mentioned specifically that um, he doesn't want to be on a team that's rebuilding. He's looking to play some meaningful hockey. You know, he's already been in the league. He's already a veteran. He's looking to play some playoff hockey, and 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 I don't I don't blame him. You know, playing on you know the Buffalo Sabers for uh, for for quite a while that um he didn't get that playoff hockey and he's played on a loser for you know for quite a while. so look for him to get moved. Caleb Jones the the aforementioned Caleb Jones um, I think that he has he wants to play offense. Moving this guy to wing, I think would be a good thing for the Blackhawks because I think he can move the puck well. he's good with the puck. he's just very bad defensively. and if he's bad defensively, I don't think he has any business playing defense. Um, I, I like the guy because he puts out a lot of effort and he strives to be better, but I don't think that he's gonna work out as a defenseman in the league. Moving him to a wing allows him to use his offensive instincts and to get out there and and, and start playing. So um I look for Caleb Jones. Uh, I think this will be his last season with the team. Uh, I don't see him having a spot considering some of the guys that we have waiting in the AHL looking to come up. And Caleb Jones is essentially just, you know, taking up a spot right now. But uh, before I get into, before I go any further, I have to give you guys a message from our sponsor, DraftKings. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 57, has the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, All customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. Adjust that for Pacific and Central time, okay, guys? If you're in Central, that's an hour ahead. If you're on the Pacific, that's two hours ahead. Um, I am going to say that the... um, even though that they're broken, I'm going to put it out there. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think that they're just too talented of a team to, um, I think, to fall to the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have, uh, can can just hold off this, um, you know, this, uh, this offense from. Uh, you know, from the from the Chiefs, it's just uh, they're just such a good team. I think the Eagles uh, have their work cut out for them. At the same time, the Eagles and the Chiefs have practically the same stats going into the. Um Going into the uh, into, into this game, same points forwarded. Um, they both have the same record, both sixteen and three. Jalen Hurts is having the season of his career, but you know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, but I am picking the I am picking the AFC uh, Chiefs to win now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code Tomahawk. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus, best, bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Minimum Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. No, you can't have any fun unless you're 21. Now, also from our friends at Manscaped, they sell beard products. They are have been expanding. It used to be just stuff, j- just stuff for your junk. Now they have um they're they're into more mince products. They're selling shampoo, they're selling loofahs. Awesome. I love them. Body wash, I love it. It smells great. My wife loves what it smells like. It's great. Now they're getting into beard products. They are revolutionizing, revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave. The technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code, Tomahawk, uh, using, uh, code Tomahawk20 for 20% off and free shipping. I'm, I'm using this beard trimmer kit I used to use a, um, a Gillette power, um, uh, like an, like electric razor. And then I started, I just wanted to go a little bit old school. So I was using, uh, the regular shaver. I like, a I like to have a fresh shave. Okay. I'm not a beard guy. Uh, and, um, I tried this thing. And as a guy who likes to freshly shave, this thing trims off everything pretty, pretty well. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. Um, check it out. The beard kit comes with a ton of stuff in it. Go to manscaped.com to check out the products that they have and give the beard uh, trimmer kit, especially for all you beard guys. Matt is a beard guy. When he comes on, I'm going to let him give his little review on how it's working for him because I'm a freshly shaved guy. If you're one of guys like me in my camp, it works. It's a good trimmer. Um, if you're one of the guys with a big beard, I'll have Matt give, give his review on the next podcast. Now, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code Tomahawk20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped, code Tomahawk20. Manscaped Beer Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. It has really cool. It has like a little um, thing on the inside that you turn where it's kind of like on a regular kipper's a guard where it brings it out and brings it back down if you want a closer shave. It's got one of those on there. Pretty awesome. Check it out. Manscaped.com, guys. Now, I got to return to the podcast. Ian Mitchell, he is a guy I've been wanting to see more of. He is supposed to be like our, our number one pros, defensive prospect. He should be playing every single game. He's not. They're giving other guys more time. I'm not sure what's going on in the, um, with Richardson and why he doesn't want to play. I like watching Ian Mitchell. He just needs some experience. Um. He was also one of Stan's guys that he drafted, so this could be a thing that... It has a, a thing going on? I don't know if Davidson wants to keep him. I like him. He moved Nicholas Bowden earlier this season, but Bowden kind of just fell off because we've just got too many guys that are coming up. Philippe Ruse is playing well. We've got Ian Mitchell made the team. Had an injury at the beginning of the season that probably didn't uh, didn't help his chances. And um, we've got Korchinski that is practically NHL ready now, but he's getting um, he's he's out uh, doing his thing right now in the I believe it's the WHL or is it the OHL doing he's actually having a really great season one gold with Canada and uh, he's I I strongly believe that he's going to make the team next year and he is probably the main competition that Ian Mitchell has right now I'm actually looking for both of these guys to be on the team next year so uh, Mitchell I think sticks around Um, I think that he has um, a great game Uh, with Korchinski coming up I think that Mitchell could be on that second defensive pairing so we'll have to see. Taylor Radish is a guy that I think flies under the radar, and he's also a guy that um, can score some goals for us. On a better team, you know he could score 25 goals this season on a better team. I want to say he could score 30 or 35, but if it was a better team, he would probably be playing uh, bottom line minutes. So he probably wouldn't have that opportunity to get the, uh, get those offensive opportunities that he would have uh, playing on, on a higher line, like the first or second line, like he does in Chicago. I like radish. I'd like to see him stick around. I think he's still developing and um, I'd like to see, uh, you know, where it goes for him. Eric, Dickerson, I think, is a guy that I think is a good banger, a, a very good uh, penalty kill penalty kill guy. I would like to keep him uh, on the team just for penalty kill purposes. Him and Sam, Sam Lafferty have a lot of chemistry together, a lot of uh, chemistry on the kill together, the PK. And um, I, I would I would like to see him stick around and kind of fill out that bottom line roles with him and Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, Connor Murphy is, um, you know... I wrote an article about Connor Murphy. Uh, I want to say a couple years ago, and um, when I was writing for the FHN, and Connor Murphy is a guy that we traded for, um, you know, for Hammer and. With a legend like Hammer leaving and Connor Murphy coming in, he just wasn't really set up for success, considering that we were looking for somebody to replace him. Um, I think that he's done a pretty decent job of being a pretty decent defenseman on a very bad uh, Blackhawks team. I wonder where he could be at if he was playing on a better team. Would he be better? Would some of his skills kind of shine more? Or because the Blackhawks are bad, some of his... Um, knuckleheadness, I want to say, it comes up sometimes. Sometimes he makes a couple, he'll make bad hits here and there. He'll be covering the wrong guy. I mean, that could be a system thing, but a Conor Murphy is kind of on the bubble for me on whether he sticks around or not. Um, I know that he's a great locker room guy, and he's someone that the play, all of the players respect, but with guys like Korchinski coming up, is there going to be room for a guy like Conor Murphy? So, We'll see. Uh, Jack Johnson, I think this is like a one-and-done year for him with the Blackhawks. I don't think that Jack Johnson is... Um, you could see at the beginning of the season, I thought that he was playing well. As the season has gone on, I've seen him get burned on some plays. I've seen him make some, some, bad, um, some bad mistakes on the defensive zone. Passing in the offensive zone isn't really crisp. Um, I think that this is it for Jack Johnson. Uh, Peter Morazic, I think that uh, considering the team that we have, he has been playing, you know, pretty admirable. He does have some bad games here or there. I kind of feel that he's strong to start off the game, but as the the game goes on, you kind of get a, he kind of falls off a little bit. So, um, Peter Mrazek, I am not sure um, if he sticks around. Not sure what the Blackhawks want to do with the goaltending situation. You know, it's no secret that the Blackhawks are trying to draft Connor Bedard. If we get that draft pick, are the Blackhawks in a position where they're looking to start? Uh, looking to try to make the playoffs now? Are they looking to bring up some kids and, 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 and get them to kind of gel together and have a season of where uh, these guys are playing with each other and, and they grow with each other, get that veteran like Marion Hosa in and to, to kind of solidify the team, you know, with a, a big name, free agent signing in, in a spot where we really need someone? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, he definitely will... Um, not throw a monkey wrench into things, but make things interesting um, because people are going to be showing up to watch him play and he will definitely make the squad. So um, I think that if we get Connor Bedard, um, that definitely pushes the rebuild up uh, into overdrive and they're going to start looking to, uh, to compete again. So that's where I'm at with, um, with, it's kind of funny to bring up Bedard and Morazic because uh, I think that definitely, that definitely correlates with the goaltender position on solidifying that position. I think Soderblom has showed promise, but I don't think that as of right now, he is the goaltender of the future. We need a guy who can come in and stop pucks on a, on a day-to-day basis. And, um, and I don't know if Soderblom is that guy quite yet. Or hopefully he can grow into that. So we'll see. I think he shows a lot of potential, though. Philippe Kurashev is someone that uh, I want to say has a guy who hasn't really had a home on the roster. You know, has, he's played up in the lineup and down in the lineup. He plays very well with, uh, with. I want to say, offensively-minded guys. And I've seen him play pretty well on a, on a third line with Lafferty and Dickinson, actually, which, uh, you know, he brought some offensive upside to it, but he also back checks well. I like Philippe Kershev, and I think that he's starting to come on into his own. Um, I, w- I want to give this guy maybe another couple seasons to see what he has because he's got the speed. He's got some talent. And, uh, you know, playing with Lucas Reichel, you know he looked really good. He scored the probably the easiest goal of his career from a feed from Lucas Reichel, who's also a big part of the future in Chicago. Um, I think that he makes the team definitely next year. Last year, I think that he was struggling to keep up with the NHL uh, NHL pace. This year, when he's played, he's made a difference. He scored some points. He played well with Philip Kharashev, which was a big thing. Um, I, I like them on a line together, and um, I think that Kharashev. May stick around um, for at least another season or so. Lucas Reichel makes the team next year, and um, and I think that with if we can hopefully get Connor Bedard, um, the future will look really good in Chicago. Uh, building out that that defensive um, that defensive side of the puck by Davidson, I think, was a good idea. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett is something to take a look at because. He does not have an extension yet with, um, with the Senators. Um, I'm not sure how he feels about it out there. His production is down compared to what he's typically doing with Kane. Um, Patrick Kane, I think, would want to stick around if, you know, in the offseason or come back, you know, stay with the Blackhawks in the offseason. If the Blackhawks can sign uh, Alex DeBrinca, they can get Conor Bedard. You know, these are things that might want to keep Kane around. I think that he sticks around regardless. But um, I'm going to throw it out there. Me and Matt have throwing it out there. I think that Alex Debrinket, um does not stay with the senators and may resign with the Blackhawks and free agency. So we'll see. Um, I want to thank everybody for uh, following the podcast. Really, really appreciative. Give us a follow on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, look us up. Chicago Tomahawk will pop right up. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, hit subscribe if you haven't. Thank you very, very much for listening. Matt will be on the next one. And uh, we're going to uh, go over some stuff. Have a good one, everyone. This is the Tomahawk. I'm out of here.